To the According to Sources podcast, I am your host Andre Williams, and today we have another special guest. And no, today the special guest is not Chris again. It's True God Immortal. We got another. We got another Catherine B. Moore. Hold on, special guest. This nigga on here all the time. What you talking about? Hey, special he's, guest. He's still a special guest, bro. Hey, 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 hey! Now, hey, now, I'm a guest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to have some home training, man. So I'm to... Exactly, man. Exactly, like. <laughs> Oh man! So I'm going to tell you, we have another special guest, another another uh, young man from Be More, um, True God Immortal. Say hello to the people, my brother. What's going on? What's going on, man? I'm always glad to be back on here. You know, always appreciate appreciate the opportunity to come on here and shoot the shit with y'all. And once again, Chris is here. Chris, say hello to the people. <laughs> What's going on, man? All right, like I told them. I am currently daddy duty in it right now, so I'm cooking this lasagna, Chris. True God, y'all got it. I'll let y'all at the end. All right, bet. That's a bet. All right. Yo, yo, yo. So, All right, so. Go ahead. You got that five-minute run. I remember what you said. <laughs> yeah, nah, so. My thing is, so all I, all I wanted to do is just explain to people why the situation when we talk about LeBron, like why the situation with LeBron is the way it is. I think sometimes people feel like we give LeBron like a, like a hard, you know, a hard time for not rising to the top, you know, and not making it, um, you know, not making it to say have five or six chips. And to me, it's, it's just like, yo. I was I was going back and forth. I never say arguing because it's not really much of an argument uh, when people come back and forth, go back and forth with me. But I felt like when people talk about LeBron, like we can mention the fact that you know, man is one of the greatest players we ever seen. That's a fact. And you know, he he's he's great at what he does, and he just he he elevates the game, and that's what you you want in in an amazing, uh, you know, amazing player that can run the point, that can you know play the three and. And can even play the four if you want to, you know what I'm saying? And, and when he was playing defense, he could guard positions, uh, m- multiple positions on the floor. And, like, that's great. But when we're talking about the legends and the greatest players that ever played, if I look at some of the greatest players that ever played, like, other people's resumes stack up very well next to LeBron because of the fact his finals record is not the best. And the, way, the, worst, thing that, the worst thing that I've heard is people like, yo, nobody cared about uh, finals record until LeBron, and I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Because we, you know, like we used to, we used to, we used to clown, we used to clown people, like clown players that didn't win chips. Like that's been a thing for ages. Like Charles Barkley can go on, you know, inside the NBA and shit, and 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 Shaq will roast them because he ain't got no, ain't got no rings. So you know what I'm saying? Like if to me, if if it's okay for, you know, for for Barkley to catch hell or KD was catching hell before he, he, you know, he didn't get a ring or, you know, this happens, that happens. If this person can't be, you know, top this or top that because of that, like you got to hold that same standard to everybody else. And, you know, like LeBron makes nine finals in his career. He's not the only person to do that. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like Ma- Magic made nine, Kareem made like ten. And so we can talk about Bill Russell. You want to throw Bill Russell in there? And then even then, if we're gonna use that finals argument, like okay, LeBron made nine finals, uh, Kobe made seven. Kobe still got two more rings. You got two more appearances uh, above Kobe, but Kobe still got two more rings. Like that's when people use it, like that argument, like yo, what what argument is it for MJ? You know, over LeBron outside of rings. I'm like nigga, it's it's, it's many arguments, like. MJ played 11 seasons in Chicago, 11 full seasons in Chicago. You can say 12 if you combine 86 and 95 together when he came back from retirement when he broke his foot. But it's like you can't really even count them. He played 11 full seasons. He won five MVPs, 10 scoring titles, uh, you know, nine-time all-defense. And that's just in that. You know, and that's not even counting them little two years with the Wizards that, like, really was just kind of like that's a victory lap for, the, for a legend. Like, like he, um, he almost pushed them to the the playoffs with that bump, that terrible, terrible Wizards team. So I was like, yo, that's not either here nor there. Like, even just what he did in that 11-year window, there's nobody that could possibly compete with that 11-year window. Like, Kareem got six, but Kareem played, like, 21 seasons. You know what I'm saying? But Russell was playing when it was, like, eight, eight players. I mean, eight, not eight players, like eight teams. In the entire league, so like we we can't look at that, and he had a stacked team for that time. So like, you can't even. He wasn't even the best player on that team at all times. Like Jordan, best player on the team on the on the team of all times. And and LeBron's situation, to be honest, LeBron when he went to the finals, he went like all those nine times. I say there was one time where he wasn't necessarily the best player on the team in that finals, and they lost that finals. And he choked. He had the worst choke ever. So, it's like, if you're going to put finals record and stuff like that, like, everything got to have context. People going to say, well, 2014, they got hurt. And, you know, yeah, like, the Heat was hurt in 2015. And the Cavs was hurt. Like, okay. You know, like, all right, we can, we can go with that. That's cool. Like, 2007 is what it is. Like, when people don't watch basketball, people just hear narratives and take it. Like, nobody gets excuses for losing early because you're young. Jordan got swept, uh, you know, like like the same people who like yo Bron, Bron was young when he lost in 2007 in the finals. They the same people who don't give a context to the fact that Jordan as a rookie averaged 30 a game in the first round against the Milwaukee Bucks that won like almost 60 games, and they lost in and you know in four games because it was you know three three to one, and then they got swept by the greatest Celtics team I ever laid my eyes on I ever heard of. And the next year, after he came back on a broken foot, and it was his second year in the league, and he missed literally 89% of the season with a broken foot. Like, nobody puts context on that unless it's LeBron. Then they got to put context and make excuses. You can make excuses for any player you want. At the end of the day, wins and losses is what matter. I don't play. When I play video games, I don't play video games just to play and for the fuck of it and say I made it to the last level and I got to see the final boss. I want to beat the final boss in the video game. If... Anything I do, if I if I play, if you play football, what's your goal? The main goal in football, you want to win a Super Bowl. You want to win a Super Bowl. If you make it to the Super Bowl and you don't win, the whole season almost feels like it's for nothing because you didn't achieve your your goal. If I can't, you know, baseball is a little different because you know some of the best baseball players don't really got a whole bunch of chips. But I, I mean, the objective is to get to the World Series as a team. That's your objective. So why is it not the objective to win in the NBA? 
why is that all of a sudden, hey, you know, he he at least made it to the finals nine times, gave him credit. You don't even get credit for it. That's respect. You know, you a legend. You just don't have a good record on that stage. Whether you add context to it or not, we can add context to it. It just depends on who it is that's making the context because anybody could, could switch this, this, the situation and narrative to fit them and what they want it to be. And that's what you'll see on social media because people don't necessarily like to be honest with themselves about sports takes. It's just, just the way it is. Like you got to be honest with yourself about sports takes. There's narratives floating around. Like I'm glad you shared the uh, article about Steph and the playoffs because I was like, yo, this is weird ass narrative about Steph that he don't perform in the playoffs. And I'm like, yo, I've been watching them play since the first year they was in the playoffs in 2013. Like, bro, I show up, like, literally 95% of the time, and he got a couple bad moments in the playoffs. It's like, yo, that's, that's every great player. It happens like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. So, you know, that's my five minutes. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you see, man, this is why we love having you come on the show. Unbiased, just straight from the truth. Don't care what your feelings is. This is what you get. You're getting facts. So that's it. You know, follow that up as much as I can. Um, I think LeBron does get a lot of flack as far as his finals record, and uh, he does get a lot of support and love for making 11 straight Eastern Conference Finals. But at, at the end of the day, I mean. What is the Eastern Conference Final Champion if you don't win the, you know, actually win the finals? It's it's the participation trophy. It's a ribbon. It's a certificate. It don't mean nothing. I mean, it's great, you know, but come on, you gotta win. Um, as far as the article that I read earlier, uh, I was resharing everything. As far as on Twitter, I saw a um, one tweet that was talking about stuff saying how he's never showed up in the biggest moments and KD always came to, you know, his beck and call. And I'm thinking, like, did y'all not know he won one before KD came? I mean, it's the reason why they called him the Splash Brothers. Um, yeah. Just, it's, it's crazy, man. People, I don't know if it's just because of the quarantine that, you know, people just forgot what NBA basketball looks like over the, this last month and a half, two months going on now. But uh, we needed to come back because people forget what they're talking about. We need to go to YouTube, catch some highlights or something. Yeah, no, nah, I think, you know, people, you know, yeah, it's kind of a situation to me where I think before the quarantine, before all that shit, people were still, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they were still saying this crazy shit. You feel me? Like, they were still saying a lot of crazy shit about about NBA stuff. Like, these, these takes haven't got any worse or really better. Some of them got a little worse, but some, you know, they haven't got, you know, you know, any better. But I think the thing about that is when you talk about stuff, like, it's like with KD, you know, KD is, is, one, of, is, is one of the best players I've ever witnessed play the game. But it's like, yo, when, when KD joined Golden State, I just had to deal with a lot of, like fan, because I'm a Steph fan. I'm a big Steph fan because I, I like what he brings to the game. I'm a big KD fan. I'm a big, you know, Kyrie fan. Like these are guys I'm a, I'm a big fan of, and, and I, I watch with I watch them because I like watching them play the most. And so when I watch that, I would see a lot of people 
<clears throat> like talk about like, yo, Steph couldn't do it without KD. Like they needed KD, and I'm like, yo, they need each other. In order to continue, the Golden State could have probably went to another Finals without KD because <clears throat> they would have came back. They'd have been healthy. They might not have went to like another three, but they'd have well, they made another Finals. Yeah, you know, they went back to the finals, and you know, as long as they was healthy and they had no issues, nobody was talking. You know, and I think what people fail to realize is when KD came, Golden State had like thirty, forty million dollars available to spare, and they could have easily filled out their bench, and you know, put other pieces in with KD didn't come there, so they would have still been a, a perennial. Yeah, you know, but so what they did was they said, fuck it, we can give this 30 mil to KD and we can just bring everybody else in on a vet minimum as opposed to giving, say, Harrison Barnes like 15 mil and then another good player 10 mil, somebody else 5 mil and everybody else vet minimums. They said, we can eliminate this whole process by bringing KD in. They sacrificed a lot of their depth because to be for real, when KD was in Golden State, their bench was not that great. They had they had good players in, in a sense of, these are guys that are versatile and talented. But the bench but was clearly like, better pre-KD. Man. Right. Like, I mean, think about it. You had guys like Leonardo Barbosa. Uh, you had David West. He was still, like, a considerable option in the paint. Um, you know, you just had guys that were – that could go get it if you needed to go get a bucket. Yeah, they, they, they just had guys. And I think – and sometimes it's funny when I think about that. 73 and 9 team, you look at that 73 and 9 team, a lot of those guys on, the, on that team ain't even in the league no more. Exactly. And so it's like, and it's only a couple years. But if you look at a lot of the guys, and this is something we had a conversation about, I said, yo, look at the people that were on the 2016 Cavs and the 2016 Warriors. Like a lot of them people not even in the league no more. They ain't even good, like no more like that. And so that was like, that's an era in itself. And so when people talk about stuff, I'm like, yo, we get Talk about how bad Steph was on, um, you know, in the 2016 finals. But clearly the man wasn't 100% because he was up and down the entire playoffs when he came back. You know, he had an MCL injury. We all know MCL injuries. You're not supposed to come back in like two weeks from an MCL injury. You need at least like a month and a half, two months off. So he coming back playing playoff basketball with that, like that was a dumb idea. But that's that's how it goes because if, if Steph – if Steph didn't never came back or he didn't come back right away, let's say Steph waited to come back until say another week or two or two, three weeks after that, and he, he came back a little bit better. The Warriors might not have made the finals anyway, because they would have had to go against the Thunder without Steph. They wasn't going to beat the, the Thunder without Steph. So it's a give and take. But in 2016, like he had a bad showing. He had a bad showing. It was a lot of weird shit in that finals, especially after game three. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you took the L, you come back. Say what you want. Steph balled out all 2017. He balled out all 2018. He balled out 2019. Like, he, he was he was in the running for finals MVP in 2018 right next to KD. It's just that he had, he had that bad game three. But he was still the better player. In my opinion, he was still the better player in three of those four games that they won when they swept the Cavs. But – that's just how it goes. And then, you know, even before KD got there, 2015, in the finals, I said in the article, he should have been finals MVP. It was really some, some bullshit why they gave the finals MVP to Iguodala. I always thought that. And I, and I think Iguodala was great in that series, but I always felt like it didn't make sense why they gave it to him because Steph had nearly a 40-point game 
in game five. That's a decisive game in that series. It's tied 2-2. That's a decisive game. There's no one in the history of basketball that would put up 26-5-6 on a winning team. And the next best person on the team averaged 16-4-5. And, and they win finals MVP over somebody who had 26-5-6 and, and dropped 40 in a decisive game. That doesn't happen. Exactly. That just don't happen. So they, they, robbed, they robbed my man's of the, of the finals MVP, and it started this narrative that he can't do it. When really he should have got he should have got it. It's just because like everybody's like, oh bitch, we should have gave it to Braun because he averaged like thirty-five, eight and eleven or something like that on, you know, thirty-eight percent from the field. And yeah, it's but like lose the MVP though, man. Yeah, like Braun Braun was hacking. He was he was jacking up shots, like he was just jacking shots up and some of them was going in, some of them wasn't. Braun was playing playing his ass off. But the real reason why the Cavs were uh doing so well. In the 2015 finals, and I don't think people talk about this enough, in my opinion, it was because their defense. And that wasn't really just Braun. That was a lot of the Timothy Mosgall. They put Shump out there. They had Della, Della Dover. Like, that was what was really making a difference. Yeah, yeah, bodies, you know. Because as much as people are like, yo, you know, the Warriors should have Warriors. It took six games to beat them. I'm like, that's because the whole defensive strategy for the Warriors probably started off with Kyrie in mind with J.R. Smith in mind. And then you got Shump out there guarding Clay. You got uh, Mozgov in the, in the post against Bogut and David and David Lee and guys like that. It was this, they weren't expecting that. Tristan Thompson is there and he alternating with this. Isn't that? Like, so they had these different bodies. Like, I watched it and I remember being at the bar with my boy and I was like, yo, I was like, these are not going to win this series. But what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in the series two, two series ago with Golden State and Memphis that year. Memphis had bodies. Now, offensively, they didn't have as much talent, but they had bodies, and they had, and it was hard. Like they, 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 they went at you, and they made life harder for you. And they took a two-one lead on Golden State, and Golden State adjusted and won. That's exactly what happened in, you know, in uh, in the finals. They came out. They, they nearly really Golden State should have been up two, two zero. In the finals, the issue was, uh, it was a it was a Draymond block on on LeBron in Game Two, and and uh, right before, like in the fourth, I think it was in the fourth quarter, it might be overtime, maybe overtime of Game Two. Draymond gets a block, and Iguodala saves the saves the saves the ball from going out of bounds, and he tosses it into Steph, but he tosses it in too low, and the ball bounces off Steph's foot and goes back out of bounds. So if Iguodala tosses that ball a little bit higher. Steph gets the ball, he gets fouled because it's like eight, nine seconds left, and they up one. Steph gets the ball, he gets fouled, he's going to shoot two foul shots. They win that game, they up 2-0. If Golden State goes up 2-0 in that series. That series is over at that point. It's, it's they, over. They, 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 they win the game three. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if they, you know, and so I, like, that's the narrative. And I was like, I get it. I get how it goes. The media got to do what it is. But like, everybody knows Steph. Should have got that in 2015, and he arguably was right there next to KD for it in 2018. So you're talking about a guy who, you know, should have got one Finals MVP and should have got, you know, or, or arguably should have been co-MVP. I felt like they should have did co-Finals MVP in, in, in 2018 because, you know, KD had an amazing game, but Steph closed them out in game one in, in overtime. Steph closed them out in game two. Steph dropped like 40 in game four. So it was like, you know, you just kind of see both of them like, 
they were both working so well together on the court. Like, I, I felt like I was like, yeah, it's cool. Steph got like four or five votes to KD six. And I feel like if, if you got two winners on the same team and you and one gets six votes and one gets five votes or some shit like that, you might as well just give it a co-MVP at that point. Yeah. Like, like it shouldn't be that close. The fact it was that close, like six to five in votes, I was like, yo, that's corny. Like, <laughs> like that's corny. I'm like, yo, it's six yeah. to five. Take one if you take one voter out, that's five and five. You got let's give him a co-MVP. And but I mean it's cool that they, you know, but I I figure how, I know how it works. Nike needed that guy. KD was the guy, and Nike needed that guy. And Nike has a lot of pull in the NBA world. They got a lot of pull in the NBA world. And I always, you know, and I always felt like Nike played a role in a lot of things. Same reason why I feel like Nike about to play a role in another Golden State dynasty soon to come. I see it, and I see it coming. I've been talking about what, it. What would that be? I, I, I see. I think Giannis is going to Golden State, man. Oh, oh, I, I oh, 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 come on now. You didn't even mention Toronto first. You said Golden State. You gonna go to state? So what they gonna, gonna do go with Wiggins? Trade him. After they just gave up all that, for, all they just gave up all that D'Lo. Well, here's the thing, D'Angelo Russell. Don't get me wrong. I think D'Angelo Russell is a really, really good player, man. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. But he was never gonna fit well into that system with Golden State because he can't oh, defend worth. Can't he can't defend worth shit? He can't defend worth shit, but. If any, you don't think he could have, you know, eventually adjusted when Steph and Clay came back healthy, and they got another body to pick up some of the load his defense lacked. I mean, they could have made it work. Slide Clay down to the uh, three, you know, it would have worked. Offensively, offensively, that'd have been great. Offensively, that'd have been great. I mean, Clay's already a—he's technically a wing already. He defends the three all the time. See, I thought so. I thought that was a great idea to keep D low. And I was like, man, you got this, you know, you got this, like, top three pick. They're going to take this year. So you can come back, put D'Lo on the floor with Steph, you know, put D'Lo at the two, put Steph yeah. at the two sometimes, have them both, you know, have them both go off ball. But then I kind of realized D'Lo was never a guy that they wanted to keep. Wiggins is not a guy that they want to keep. Golden State is playing chess in the sense that they're, gonna, they're trying to raise value piece by piece. So – so they can offer a package for Giannis, sign and trade. That's 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 what it sounds like to me. Because Golden State, when they start, when they went into this season after they, you know, did the sign and trade with KD and D'Lo, they had zero first round picks because they had traded off their first round pick to Brooklyn, and it was it was it was it was protected. If the pick went anything above top twenty, they can't. You know they weren't going to be able to keep the pick, yeah. and Brooklyn got the pick. So if they tank, they get if they you know if they don't finish within the top you know seven to eight seeds in the West, they get to keep the pick. And on top of them getting to keep the pick, they had D'Angelo Russell, who you can see if that works. And I'll be honest, I don't think it would have worked with all three of them. I think from an offensive standpoint. That's a dangerous, dangerous uh, thing. But the coaching style of Steve Kerr without Kevin Durant, it would not have worked the same. Because as good as a passer as D'Lo was, 
D'Lo didn't he didn't fit to me with what Steve Kerr offensive. Okay, so so now that you said I got a question for you, just right mm-hmm. off of that. So everybody thought that Steve Kerr was this, you know, excellent head coach. He could coach, you know, a tree up from the ground, water, nurture it, and make it the best in the world. So what happened after Katie left? I mean, I understand that Steph and Clay are gone, you know. But from first to worst, you tell me you can get a, you know, a ninth seed, a tenth seed, you know, maybe an eighth seed. Like, if you're um, really this great of a coach, you coach your team. Well, so, in my opinion, I think they were always planning to tank this year. Because Clay not playing takes away the entire makeup of the team. And D'Angelo Russell, as good as I think he is as a player, he's still not Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is one of the most elite two-way players ever in the game. So you can't take away the second most important person in that dynasty, especially, of course, without, uh, without KD there. Clay is going to get more touches. Clay is going to be even more on fire. We get to see you know, that, you know, that Clay we saw before. And Clay to me is hitting his peak as a player. Clay is becoming better, even better defensively. And then he got more time now to rest, you know, rest his ACL and all that shit and take the time to get better. I think he'll be, you know, he'll, he'll come back even, even more on fire. And you know why I think, he, you know why I think he and KD will come back even, you know, better than before. And people think I'm wrong for this, but I, it's a method to the madness. So, Katie and Clay have never really been physically dominant players. They've always really relied on the jump shot, the pull up, the fade, you know, touch around the rim. That's pretty much their game. You know, they're elite, high level scores. So, they come back from these injuries, Katie with his, um, his Achilles and Clay with his ACL. Not his ACL, his. Um, his ACL. Not his ACL. His ACL. <laughs> I'm tweaking, man. Uh, you know, do you think they'll still be the same level? Because I think they'll be even better. Um, I'll say KD. I'm a little. I'm a little nervous about his situation. Um, and the only reason why I say I say that is because, you know, when you look at KD and his situation, it's an Achilles injury, and not too many people are ever the same after an Achilles injury. So, I'm a little leery, but. The one thing I will say is them having so much time off is probably one of the best things that could happen to them. I mean, first they missed the season, then, you know, with everything happening with the uh, COVID-19 stuff. Now yeah, nobody's like, playing. So, I mean, that's even more time, you know. Right. Like, they, they, it's, it's like you get, to, you get to kind of rest up and you get to kind of, you know, kind of put yourself in, in a position where – you're able to not only recover but come back fresh. So I think that was I think that's gonna be important. Now Clay, like I said, Clay I think will come back and he gonna I think Clay be even better. I I agree with that. I think KD KD's a natural hooper. His shot ain't going nowhere. But I think he probably got another two or three years where he's still gonna be elite. But I don't I don't think KD's gonna look as good and the reason why I don't think he's going to look as good is because of the team he's playing with. 
he's not in Golden State system anymore. And I think you, if 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 he had a, if he had his Achilles injury and came back in Golden State, I think they would know how to input him in the offense perfectly and get his rhythm in because that's what they thrive on in Golden State. Anyways, making sure you got uh, you bring guys back and get their rhythm in. You in Brooklyn with Kyrie in an uncertain future because y'all have no long-term coach. So there's no telling if, like, if there's possibility of Jason Kidd, there's possibility of, Ty, you know, Ty Lue, possibility yeah. of this person, Mark Jackson. If you get Mark Jackson as a coach, I'm going to be honest, offensively, KD is not going to – he's not going to get the same type of – He's not going anywhere. You know, like, like he'll still get 25, 26 a game because that's what he does. But it's going to be all ISO. All ISO, not a lot of ball movement, none of that. And I think he thinks in his mind he probably wants that, but that's not going to be the best for his his long, you know, his long term goals as a player, unless he just don't care about winning like that. He just want to hoop and be in an NY, then it'll work out. But I, I I think he'll he'll still be great because he's never been that guy that you know. Did, I mean, he's he's a flashy guy, but as long as he's healthy enough. His flash is fine. Like his flash will be fine, but I mean, he might be a little, little slower with his first step. Uh, yeah. his, footwork, his footwork might not be as crisp, but that all comes back anyway. You take, you take basketball away from somebody for 12, 13 months, fourteen, fifteen months, eighteen months, really. If it's, you know, if they, if the season don't come back till November, or the new season don't come back till November, December, then you got a lot of time off. Your body has to adjust, so it takes a while. But with Clay. I, I guess I think Clay will come back and Clay will be hungry. He's going to be focused. Katie's going to be hungry and be focused. I think they'll both be great. Um, I just think that they're two systems. The systems are too different. Like the Golden State system is going to get Clay cooking. And if he, even if he's by, you know, next to a Wiggins at the three. And I actually think Wiggins actually fits decent with Golden State, personally. I think he actually fits decent with him. I don't necessarily think he is the solution or the other guy for the dynasty. I think he's a little bit of a better Harrison Barnes, but he also can't shoot. And that's why I think they're going to put Giannis. That's why I think Giannis is going there. I think Giannis, for two reasons, Nike needs a new guy in Golden State because Golden State is the third, like, most profitable team in the NBA next to the Knicks and Lakers. The Knicks and Lakers are only profitable because they are L.A. and New York. Hey, guess who's number four? The Bulls, right? Come on now. You know what I think. You know, you know how I roll. You know how I roll. And we, and, and that's about to go up. Man, we didn't got, you know what I'm saying, got Gar out the, out the building. We got, we got. Oh, man, move. you know we got to talk about that shit. You know we got to yeah, talk that's, about that. That's, that's, that's a bet. That's about that. That's about to change the game. But I just, I just think, I just think for me, I just think Giannis, man, probably, uh, Giannis definitely probably is, 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 like I can't see him going anywhere. I can't see him even staying in Milwaukee because Milwaukee don't don't have the tools and the money to bring him guys that are actually gonna really really lead him to a championship. Like Chris Middleton is inconsistent when it comes to the, you know the big time. Like if Middleton was better in the Eastern Conference Finals or he was better in a lot of games that they had, you know, like Brooke Lopez was cooking Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> so. If that's your, if that's the guy you turn to to get hit hit threes back to back, then that's the issue. Because I start thinking like, yo, would I rather pass the ball to Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton or Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? If I'm driving and three people try to clog the lane up while I'm driving, 
if I want to kick it to two of the greatest shooters of all time, of one all of them time. is the greatest shooter of all time. Like the, one of them is the greatest shooter of all time. The other one is arguably the second greatest, third greatest. Right, you know, right behind. And so if I got the opportunity, to, and these are two, you know, twenty-five point a game guys, perennial all stars, uh, championship DNA. If I want to win, like obviously Giannis is like twenty-five, twenty-six. It's it's a little different than KD's situation. KD was like 29 when he went to Golden State. And he about to be like 31, 32 uh, now. So Giannis is 25. Steph can hand you the keys to the franchise and be like, well, Clay is like 29. Clay got another four or five years of, of you know, high level play <clears throat> because he don't he doesn't run off athleticism. He, he's a player. He's a hooper. So <clears throat> so I think I think Giannis, you know, if you know they can they can put a deal together. You take Wiggins and Wiggins and Giannis's salary aren't that too far off, so it's not like they got to do a whole lot to make that deal happen. And you know you you take Giannis, you take uh, the first round pick they got coming up at this draft. I think they should do the trade this summer. I don't know if they're gonna do it this summer, but if they don't do it this summer, in reality, Golden State uh, in the twenty twenty one off season. Is apparently even with if they kept Wiggins and Draymond, uh, and kept both of the all their picks, they would still have about eighteen to twenty-two million dollars available in the slot to sign somebody, a free agent. And we saw KD took less money to join Golden State, so why wouldn't Giannis take less money to join Golden State? All it takes is him signing a eighteen million dollar one-year deal, signing another one-year such and such million dollar deal, and then they got his bird rights, and they can offer him the max deal. And by that time, Steph's contract is going to be up. Steph could take a, you know, a, a lot, a lot lesser deal since he's going to be older and on his way out. Yes, you know, Steph take a team for the deal in a heartbeat. Yeah, like so. I feel like there and there and there's been some seeds planted. Like Giannis was playing 2K on a stream, and he chose the Warriors. And you know, he talked about his favorite player, Steph, twice. You got a nigga just trolling, bro. <laughs> you don't. But see, here's the thing: you can't troll like that in the NBA because if you're trolling, your teammates true. True. You add you add a fuel to the fire. I think Giannis know where he want to go. I think Nike knows where they want him to go, because no one cares about the Milwaukee market. Milwaukee is getting a little bit of buzz. You can put you can take Andrew Wiggins and trade him off, and put Andrew Wiggins at the two, and keep Chris Middleton at the three. You take the number one the number one pick this year. You can get James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, or whoever you want to get with that shit. You can get uh homeboy. Yeah, got like a you can get Lamelo Ball if you want. Honestly, right, you can you can you could you could change everything up. You know what I'm saying? You, if you want to get LaMelo Ball, take that nigga and bring him to to Milwaukee with the number one pick. Whoever you want to take, you can take with that. And then with the D'Angelo Russell trade, Golden State got an extra an extra first round pick uh, in 2021. So you can have Chris Middleton, Wiggins, uh, you know, get whoever that number one that number one pick is, and get another pick, get another pick. Like you can get like three or four different picks and get quality guys, and still be because you want to just because you want to Eastern Conference, you can still have a decent team. of guys, the only thing Giannis is to Milwaukee is their leader. He's the best player and their leader, so that's what makes him him. So, you know, that's what they'll be missing if they trade them all. But if you don't want to be there and you can get uh, uh, a nice haul of, you know, picks and a, in a you know, 20-point score, I would make that deal. Because, because if like, Miami, Toronto, all the other places he's rumored to possibly go, 
Toronto already gambled <clears throat> their future, kind of part of their not part of their future. They kind of gambled a little bit on the Kawhi and DeRozan trade, which it was only for one year, but they also were in the middle of a rebuild. Now they got Siakam and they got Van Fleet and all them guys. So you want to keep them. If you trade them off for Giannis, because that's the only deal that's going to get it done, Giannis, uh, Siakam, uh, Van Vliet, Price and else, Kyle Lowry getting old. So it's like, what, you, what do they have to really trade player-wise? They don't have the same picks. They don't have assets at all. Right. Now that you mention that, I see what you're talking about. Golden State just built assets up for for them. They just built now, assets up, man. Now, hopefully they don't, uh, you know, take a uh, Danny Ainge approach and just let that shit go to waste. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I don't think, man. Golden State, they too proactive. The way they traded off D'Angelo Russell, even though I didn't think they should have, I wanted to see D'Angelo play with Steph and Clay, but I, 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 I mean, man, they could have they could have just you know let it play out for a little bit. If he didn't fit well, trade him at the deadline. Like you could have at least gave him like at least a chance to play with Steph and Clay. When they traded him, I was, that was the first thing out of my mouth. I was like, they didn't give him a chance. I mean, I know he was kind of ass without. I mean, but who's the second best player, Draymond? And that's yeah, a whole Draymond. other story we got to get to. And Draymond missed a lot of the season anyway. He missed like good twenty, thirty games. You know, like health issues, but of course, Draymond did that shit on purpose. Draymond probably wasn't that hurt. Draymond, yeah, Draymond was trying was, to play with his ass. Draymond was at he was at UFC fights and he was at this and that. And he said he got an illness. I'm like that nigga ain't sick. He like listen, but I don't blame him. <clears throat> like like we just went to five straight finals, and the guys that I work best on is passing to Steph and is passing to Clay. We got all these young guys on the team. Those young guys on the team. They, they they're learning how to get better. They got Eric Pascal, who who uh, is one of the best rookies to me of this class this this past year. I thought he was beast. He's putting up thirty point games, twenty five. Yeah, he really was. Though. Like he forced it to run. Yeah, like he he just he's he nice and he his shot getting better. And then we saw even like niggas like Damian Lee on the Warriors like, actually starting to having thirty point games, twenty five. Like, like you instilling confidence in your bench members because those are your bench members. They not yeah. being your starters, so you get them thirty five minutes. They know how to play in a in a regular game. When they ask, when they called on to go out there and ball for 10, 15 minutes, you know, or twenty minutes a game, they gonna go out there and go hard. And then you still it's got Kavon, you got Kevon Looney who is probably coming off the bench too uh, next year. Kevon Looney was gonna be their starting center, but they got Marquise Chris and turned Marquise Chris into a motherfucking beast like he should have been. Man, he should have always been a beast, man. He, he's he's. I, one thing to me is just how Phoenix has ruined so many young, promising you know, prospects, man. Like, yep. It completely ruined them. I mean, the entire franchise just needs, like, a shot in the arm. I don't know what this going to be in that, be in that shot, but a shot is something. Somebody better figure it out. Yeah. But, hey, man. But enough of, like, enough of the Warriors. We got to talk about the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? We gotta talk about the Bulls because I feel like the I feel like they're um their next their next chapter with the Bulls. I feel like the Bulls right now are in great position to become something uh become something great. And you know, I I, I don't I don't know what the future, you know, uh what the future holds in terms of the team and the and the roster, but they got a very nice front office over there right now, and it's about time and it's overdue. I hate that it took the middle of a fucking pandemic <laughs> for this to happen. Like, 
Say it one more time, brother. Say it one more time, like, please. Bro, a fucking pandemic for the Bulls to get their front off of shit, right? It don't make sense, man. It don't make sense. And I look at it like now you got you got you know we get we getting we getting coach out we getting the coach out of there because he ain't it. Get a new coach, get a better coach, get some some guys who can really you know instill the fighting spirit of you know uh, the NBA into these people. And just you know, just, hopefully that new coach won't keep a rookie that can drop twenty at a you know at an instant on the bench. We ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> now nah, you know we got to. We we be talking about it on the timeline, man. So it's like hopefully all that is gone. I mean, I feel like the front office is pretty much set. I mean, they I didn't even know there was a cap strategic position that every team was supposed to have. I didn't even know that. That's probably because guard packs is just doing all that themselves. But, but as far as the front office, they got a capsule teachers. They got the GM set with Mark Eversley already. They got Ag. Yep. I mean, you know, they got Polk. So I feel like the front office is pretty much set. Um, Casey Johnson wrote a really, really good article um, when the Mark Eversley hire was, um, you know, publishing everything. Basically saying that it's going to be pretty quiet you know, for the next couple of weeks because the front yeah. office is pretty much shaped up. They're just waiting for the perfect time to start on the, the uh, coaching staff. And when that happens, it'll be purgatory. Everybody's going to clean slate. Yep. It, it, just, it just has to be. You don't bring in a new president of basketball operation. You just keep the entire same team. And if they do that, which the, I, I, you know, honestly, that's, <laughs> that's definitely something the Chicago Bulls would do. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't bring back Boylan and let him give like another chance to see what he's up to prove. Cause he he's already proved what he. I mean, come on, he's a live stock in the NBA. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Laughing stock for sure. And I don't know, man. I, I I'm just I'm just I think for me as a, as a fan, like I'm just kind of at the point where I'm I'm ready, man. Like I'm just ready for big big things for that franchise, man. Like I. You know, I've been repping repping with this Bulls gear for for years, man. And you know, you go to certain things. Like I went to the I went to the Wizards and uh, Bulls game actually uh, a couple months ago for the season shut down. And that's my, it was actually my first time actually getting to see an actual Bulls game live since I was probably like I don't know, probably like four, five, something like wow, that. Wow, really? Yeah, that was like the first time. The only reason why I got to see that Bulls game back then. Cause you know uh, my mom's ex used to work at the arena, so he snuck he kind of snuck me in there with him when he went to work, and I got to watch the Bulls that way. But other than that, man, like I had never really had a chance to do it. Cause like I always watch basketball, but for some reason in my mind, I like it, it seemed like a foreign concept to go to a game. Well, like sure? that was a foreign concept. I don't know. It was just something like I it never hit me that was something I, I should have done. Like, I was just like, I watch it on TV, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I don't need to be in all them people, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, you know, if I want to drink a little something, I can't drink the shit I want to drink. If I want to watch the game, if I want to smoke a little something, I can't smoke none in the game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If I want to eat something, it's like, I can't eat no, ain't no good food in no arenas. So I was like, all right, man, like, I, I just, I just stay at the crib. And then this year, this see this season alone, man, like, I was on the run. I, I like, I, I like, I, I'm still old money. From these tickets, these ticket providers, because they ain't officially canceled the season yet or canceled the yeah. game. So I'm, I, I got like at least two, three hundred dollars worth of uh, tickets 
that's just out there right now that I ain't get money, you know, get money back because I had, you know, tickets for like 76ers games, Wizards games, you know, seeing the Pacers versus the Wizards and, you know, that's and that and the other. So I, I went to like, uh, like half of the Wizards home games this year, I went to all of them. So I saw the Wizards play the Nets, the Wizards play uh, the Warriors, I saw them play the Bulls, I saw them play um, uh, the Hornets, I saw them play the Clippers, you know what I'm saying? I got to see Kawhi and, and uh, PG play, you know, PG play live. I, and they know, played the Wizards, right? Yeah, they, 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 that was, a, that was a good game. I think they both dropped like 30 or 40 or something like that on them. And I saw the Blazers. I'd never seen Dame live. I had never seen Melo live. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, that was the first time I actually had, I went on a run. I was in, I was in every, every time, like, I was in DC for like every single game I could be, be, be there for. Like, unless I had like work or something to do, you know, the next day heavily. I was at the game, and even sometimes I was still going up and going to work the next day, riding back up there the next day, just going to another game, coming back to work. Blah, blah, blah. I was doing that, and I had tickets to see the Bucks um, play because I hadn't seen Giannis. And literally a week before the game, I, I had three games to go to the week the, the week that they kind of suspended the season. It was the Bucks versus the Wizards, the Celtics versus the Wizards, and it was with the Suns versus the Wizards because I want to see Devin Booker play. So I got all these tickets and like, I was like, yo, and I was like, I was like, don't issue the stay at home order until like April. Like, give me until April. <laughs> like, let me go to these games. <laughs> like, I paid my money for this shit, man. Let me go to these yeah. games, bro. Like, like I was mad because I'm like, I know it's going to take a long ass time for me to get my money back. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, hopefully the league comes back. I mean, from what um, I think it will. What you say? Go I ahead. Think I think it will. Very soon, actually. Really? That's another thing I want to touch on with you. So, um, I saw. You know, I'm pretty sure you saw LeBron's tweet too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So basically, saying, you know, from what he's heard, you know, I don't really think Brown would be lying here lying. So, um, you know. The league is coming back this year. Don't know when, sure. but the league's coming back sometime this year. Um, ah. any, any ideas on when it'll be? June. Really? June. That's yeah. soon? So, I was having this conversation with somebody earlier on Twitter, and they were like, you know, LeBron's tweet was insensitive, and, you know, there's plenty of people who were, you know, going, you know, people think too many people will be involved in this. And I said, hey, bro, like, if I ride out the house right now, I got a mask on, I got to be masked up, and I got to go to fucking um, the supermarket or Target or Walmart. There's like 200 people in in the store. Yeah. I'm around 200 people. I'm not that close to them, but we all walk through the same miles. We walk through the same space. So none of us are millionaires. None of us are rich. None of us are employed by billionaire organizations. We put ourselves at risk for this. We not in closed off quarters. We're in quarters where if it's 200 people in the store at a time, that's 200 people in, 200 people later, 200 people in. This is a virus that they say can linger for however long. We don't have widespread testing. Every motherfucker on the Utah Jazz got, got tested for the, for the COVID. Everybody on Oklahoma City Thunder got tested for the COVID. 
We found our niggas on the Pistons tested positive for it. KD and the, and, the, and the Lakers and all them niggas and Nets and shit, they all tested positive. So they got, well, for weekly even getting tests in our local areas, they was getting tested. So if they can move that fast for them, they can so get So what does that tell you? To me, it's, it says a lot of things, to be honest with you, brother. It's, to me, it sounds like as long as you got some money, tell me, hell, Tom Hanks caught this shit back in early March. That nigga quiet. No yeah, shit from since. Nothing. All these celebrities, it was like, oh, da, da, da. ain't no celebrities catching it now. But the numbers is rising. The numbers is rising right now, ain't it? The numbers is rising. We up yeah, to over still. a million cases in the United States. We got like 60,000 deaths in the United States. Ain't one celebrity, no one real celebrity. The only person that would count as a celebrity is Fred the Godson. God rest in peace to that man who, you know what I'm saying? He, rest he, in he peace. Passed away from it, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, don't know about, don't nobody in Hollywood don't know fucking Fred the Godson, man. Like, they don't know him. So exactly. if, you, if you telling me right now, you can't get the Lakers, you can't get the Clippers, you can't get whoever, all them 16 uh, playoff teams, get them niggas in Las Vegas, shut down all the hotels on this side, open up the rest of the world on this side, keep them over here, keep them over there, or do what they was also talking about doing, and it's an idea I kept seeing, Walt Disney World. They could go to Walt Disney World and basically shut down Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World not opening at least till August, September anyway. Let's keep it a buck. Even if they open up the state of Florida, they open up whatever, they're not opening up Walt Disney World because it's not, it's not quote-unquote safe not Yeah, like it's not going to work. And a lot of people gonna be scared. People, a lot of people out of work. A lot of people ain't got no money. Like it's exactly. a lot. Of, that's, that's the last thing people worry about is a vacation. Right. So it's like that's not going. So okay, cool. Keep 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 it shut down. Get all the players. Get all your team planes, private planes, because y'all niggas are still billionaires and millionaires. Y'all go fly over that one thing. You you set up shop and all. They got nothing but suites and big hotels and all that. You keep them players in there. You know, maybe maybe knock a few walls down and make even bigger suites for some of them. And you got you you need about what two hundred rooms total for everybody, like two hundred rooms total. They got like a hotel or a big fancy resort. They got like six seven hundred suites and rooms in there at Walt Disney World. Okay, that takes care of the problem right there. Takes care of the problem. All right, you can have meals and shit delivered. You can have people cooking and shit like that. You can have all that shit taken care of. Bring your trainers out there if you need. Whoever you need around you, y'all go out there. Y'all stay. Y'all closed off from the world. Y'all can go play basketball. We taking 15 guys, uh, 14, really not even 15. You only need 12 because that's what the playoff rotation really usually is anyway, at most 12 guys. But if you want to, you can go ahead and get 15 people, put them on the court. You get the coaches. You get the assistants. That's like 30 30 people per team, right? 30 30 people per team. You got, uh, what, eight teams per conference. Okay. So you you, – can set it up like that. There's over 5,000 available rooms between Walt Disney World and their venue and their hotels across the street. So you can set yourself up to do this with no fans. And the truth be told, y'all don't need fans. The reality, when we played 2K, right? I was playing 2K early and I was like, yo, they just took fan noise and added it in every time they did something. Now, imagine if they closed up all the seats and stuff and they added fan noise and music. The shit ain't no different than us playing 2K. It's just actual basketball. Like, the only thing missing is, you know, the chance. You know, MVP or 
you know, but you can put the, the noise and stuff. I need somebody working a sound system. It's like Lasco Lakers. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's all you need. You can keep that's the organ it. player in there. They still even use real organs anymore like baseball does. Yeah, like, that's all you need. And I think they'll bring it back in June. Somebody was like, yo, it's insensitive and stuff. I'm like, nah, man. What's insensitive is millionaires and billionaires acting like we're supposed to have sympathy for them when we got niggas on the front line past, like, that's passing from this. We got people that's losing their mamas, their grandmamas, their fathers to this. Y'all ain't lost nobody. Y'all not even out here, man. Y'all and y'all quarantining in million dollar homes with Preach. in the backyard. Like y'all can't even relate. I don't relate to that. Y'all getting paid. Y'all still getting paid. We ain't getting paid. Hey man, we need. They let their house for the grocery store once. They yes. be amazed, and everybody else go out and go get it for them. Yeah, like y'all can get y'all asses and, and and go play. I'm not like like I'm I'm not not buying that. Same way with baseball. They're talking about baseball. They're talking about going to Arizona and playing baseball out there. And, you know, with, with all the teams kind of like, you know, kind of whatever. I'm like, yo, baseball is baseball regardless. The venue don't make the, don't make the situation. The venue don't make it. The, the fans don't make it. The fans are just paying the money to keep you in there. But if you get revenue from being watched on TV, you, you might not sell out that 10,000-seat stadium right then and there. But the ad revenue and the amount of revenue you're going to get from 30 million people watching your game because everybody home and ain't got shit to do, that's going to be even higher because that's where you get your money from anyways. Ad revenue and, and all that shit. So I think they're going to bring it back. I think they do. I think they're trying to play the game. They're trying to play the political game. You got to hold out a little longer as opposed to doing it right now. So they got to hold out a little longer. They're not going to, you know, force the issue of it too much right now. Okay. But, but I think in the next week or two, they're going to lay out an actual plan and say, okay, by June 12th, June 13th, something like that. We're going, you know, and same way I felt like a lot of states is going to start opening back up May 15th, May 20th, around early June. That's where it's trending towards right now. That's how I feel with the NBA. If you can open up states and open up more businesses, barbershops and gyms, then motherfuckers can go right out there and play some basketball in a private setting closed off from the rest of the world. So they millionaires. If they get sick, they got health care. They got this. They got that. All of that. All of that can be done. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that can be taken care of. So you know. Hey. It's pretty you know. much. You know. All of that can be fixed for. All yeah. everything everybody's talking about. All all the obstacles. All, everything. All of that. To be solved if they actually want to. Now, do they want to? Who knows? I think they do. I think they want to fix it. I think the only reason why they want to fix it, honestly, though, is probably because of the fact the players want it. The players wanting it is what's going to bring it back, not us. I, and I believe that. Like, it's not us. We're not going to be the ones that bring it back going to be the players. The players and, and the owners and everybody saying, okay, this is the way we can do this. That's all they're trying to outline. It's not safety. They want you to think it's safety. It's not safety because they got access to a so ton of tests. You can get a thousand tests from, from, from whoever you need. Money talks. You a billionaire. You can get that. So, you know, you think the NBA comes from everybody else? Yeah, I think uh, organizations, those organizations come from everybody else. 
because they all in the same gang anyway. And the entertainment world is top. That's top. That's top notch. That's where everything is. That's where the focus always is. You know what I mean? So, movie stars and actors and stuff like that, like they'll, like they'll, they, they gonna start, they gonna start shooting movies again soon. Bring everybody to closed sets. Make sure everybody stay on the closed sets for you know ten to fifteen days, and then they gonna do woo, 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 woo. a lot of the movies that don't that that need you know like the public, they probably won't do that. But you can go shoot a movie right now in New York. Bam, there the streets is empty. <laughs> really? yeah, they sure live. They got nothing going on. Ain't nothing happening. So you can go shoot. You know, you, go, you can go shoot a movie. You gonna do all that, man? Like I, I, I just feel like it's just disingenuous when they, they talk about safety is our number one concern because this is a deadly situation. It is deadly, but ain't nobody taking no precautions for the motherfucker that live in the one bedroom apartment that gotta still find, go to work to pay his bills right now. You know, there's nobody got. You know, even for the guy that's renting his house. Right now, got to pay his mortgage. Ain't nobody worried about him. Ain't no worried about the the family. They got three kids and they lost their job because they shut down everything, but ain't provide no money for us. The unemployment process is not is not easy. The whole unemployment it's not process taking people six weeks to get their checks. Like I'm talking to people that's on, that's getting unemployment, and it's like, yo, I haven't even got no payment yet. I haven't even got this yet. I haven't got that yet. Like that is crazy in itself, bro. Yeah, but all these corporations get five trillion dollars in bailouts. That's how it works. That's the system. So if I, when I see the system like that, and the Lakers can get four point seven million dollars in bailout money, even though they said they took, they returned it, nigga, all y'all are billionaires, bro. We're five. Y'all even getting it in the first place? Like, like, how much money do you stand to lose because it's a team, it's an organization, there's equity, there's all this other stuff in it. So like, how much money are you stand to lose? Okay, you are gonna lose some revenue from this. I right, you 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 take, uh, you took a three million dollar loss, for, but you off, off of the revenue. But but you, right. the, the 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 people that's really gonna suffer the most is the Staples Center. If you a Lakers fan, like you know, and and it's the workers that work at Staples Center, not the building itself, because the rent don't stop for the building. The rent ain't stopping. They ain't going nowhere. Like they canceling all these events, so a lot of their revenue ain't coming in. But these are national performance venues. They will get bailed out. So Staples Center is fine. But, you know, it's like, well, we want y'all to donate to the to the COVID relief fund. How, nigga? Like, how? how Why are you asking broke folks to donate? Period. Like, it was, to me, this has made it even more obvious for me that it's like, yo, Charles I Sam. don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal, I don't want to deal with this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to deal with None of this bullshit. None of these phony motherfuckers. I don't want to deal with none of it. Because I see, like, it's all a fallacy. It's all false. Like, the, the, the celebrity worship that people abide by and the things that people do, it, it, it all kind of broke down. I mean, I, for me, it always kind of had broke down before this. But, like, it kind of broke down even more for me because just of, of just what, what's been going on. Because it's like you see things even clearer now you, you know, know what it was for me it kind of just like opened my eyes to everything you know i hate to say that quote not that quote but that expression but for real it was the fact that i don't know what the percentage is was it one third or somewhere around there of americans are working from home the fact that they just kind of basically just canceled the nine to five work style saying that that was completely necessary to survive and just ended it like that it's, it's all a lie <laughs> Everything 
that dude told us was a lie. Like, I knew that. I knew that a long time ago. Like, I, I've been saying it in my music. I've been saying it to people. I've been saying it on Twitter and shit. I've been saying it for years. Like, this is all a fallacy. Everything they, t- they, they teach us in, in the system, they implement it. This is by choice. They tell you it has to be this way. It doesn't have to be that way. But the issue is the people, especially Americans, and I hate to say it like that, but Americans, like, we're so stupid as, as a whole that we don't actually, um, we don't actually think you know, like, we don't actually think about it and be like, yo, there's ways you could do this and stuff like that. And I see people, too, like, it's, I think it's corny when people do this, like, yo, I've been stacking money the whole time this pandemic's been going on. I've been saving and finding ways to get more money. Like, that's cool. Everybody ain't got that opportunity or option. So, Honestly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, you looking down at people, like, I, I think that's corny. And I've seen a lot of people do that. And it's like, bro, like, if you can do that, by all means, get your money, pack these for you, you know, keep keep getting that bread, man. Keep making things happen. Like that's great, but to me, it's just, it's just, it's just, this whole thing is disrespectful to me, man. This whole situation is disrespectful. How they, how they show how people get done and how they treat people, and you know, it is what it is, man. Like uh, nothing surprises me no more. Nothing surprises me no more about about what I see. So I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, man, listen, I got trips I got to take. I got situations I need to, I need to take care of and things I need to handle. So open this motherfucker up, but somewhat. <laughs> like, let me go about my business, man. Like, like it's not much I can do anyway. Like, if I gotta go to the store, I can catch that motherfucker in the store, in the grocery store. If I, if I go for a walk, go you like that. I heard a situation, a story where a woman said she never went out of house. She got groceries delivered, she got food delivered, and she still caught the shit. Yep. How that happened? Cause somebody like you can even the smallest amount of anything could get that shit to, like brought to you. So it's like. Hey man, we gotta live, man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna live my life, you know, nervous. And at first it was like, oh, most people who catch it are gonna recover anyway. That was the first what they said. And then it became, well, we want you to stay home so we can keep, you know, <laughs> the people who have issues immediately, you know, safe. And it's like, 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 it was like, it was just like it was a quick switch up. And then I'm thinking, yo, this is America. How many people are gonna stop their lives to help someone else? Not many. When has that ever been something you would expect to happen? That shit ain't happening, bro. Like, like that's one thing about America, man. And that's what I say with the sports shit. Like, when all the, all the athletes and the stars are, are, are together and they're making videos, and we're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get through. Like, I want to hear that shit, man. Like, <laughs> like, my, like, like, my, like my, my best friend is, is my, one of my best friends. Is, yeah, like, bro, my best friend is up there trying to apply for unemployment. Meanwhile, he got to hear motherfuckers say, if you were on employment and you getting $600 extra a week, you making more than you would if you was working. That's bullshit, nigga. That's bullshit. Because it's motherfuckers in there. If, if unemployment, with, with the, at least in Maryland, I'll drop a quick numbers and stuff like that. In Maryland, the most amount of money you can get on unemployment a week is $430, right? $430. This is before the new, the new measures. $430. Okay. So in a two-week period, you get $860. Mind you, if you decide to get taxes taken out of your shit, then it's a lot less. You know, you're probably clearing $750, $720, something like that, every two weeks on unemployment. All right, cool. So if, if, you, if we're doing that $720 after taxes every two weeks, that's what, $1440 a month? Okay, now times that by four, uh, by twelve, in a in a calendar year. Mind you, you don't even get a whole year of unemployment if you lose your job. You only get like twenty six, thirty eight weeks, some shit like that. So yeah. you taking that, and then you add six hundred dollars a week on it. Okay, cool. So at best, on a yearly basis, before, before with taxes taken out, 
before before the additional six hundred dollars, it's like eighteen thousand dollars a year. You get eighteen thousand dollars a year, right? Eighteen thousand dollars a year off of unemployment, based on the salary. Now it's raised up to about forty one, forty two thousand. But the median income in in, in Maryland, my state, is like forty eight thousand dollars a person. So even with unemployment, you're not even even you're still not even close to the median income. And that's not taken in consideration. Most of them people who are losing their jobs making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. So even that bump in unemployment don't do nothing for them. They they bills ain't going nowhere. Ain't no rent freeze been happening. America ain't honestly, do a because, rent freeze. Honestly, because a majority of the people that lost their jobs is quote unquote middle class America. Yep. And most of the poor folk that still are poor got jobs that are mostly essential workers. And that's crazy because yep. that's kind of what they want to brand it now, essential workers. Nah, nigga, these are modern-day slaves yep. that, you, that you champion and call heroes when you should be paying them a living wage. No, that's, that's not conflated to. See, it's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. And that's just the reality for me, yo. Like, when I look at certain things, like, Shit is crazy to me, yo. Like shit blows my mind. Like I, I it, it don't. Well, I don't say it don't blow my mind no more because I'm kind of used to it now and I kind of understand it. But like I understand how things work now. But you know, years ago this shit was crazy, and then this has happened. I'm like, yo, do people not catch it? It mostly blows my mind that nobody's catching it. Nobody understands it yet. Like they don't see it. But still I still getting headlines every day about something happens from it. Yeah, like it's always something. It's always something. It's like, yo, ain't y'all tired of seeing these same same headlines? Uh, like, if you smoked a half a cigarette in the fifth grade, you know, you know, raised lung is gonna, you know, collapse. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, like you, like, you gotta be careful. And then, like I was telling somebody out there, I said, yo, I know that the total amount of coronavirus cases right now is like 3.2 million. I said, I know the amount of deaths right now are 200 and like 25, 230,000, like worldwide. I know that. I was like, but I see that on every graphic. I don't see the fact we got 1.1 million recovery. I don't see that. I guess there's no, there's no, there's no money to be made. Or there's no headlines to grab. When, when nobody's scared. Right. So it's like, I get it. And don't get me wrong. It's like I said, it's a dangerous situation, man. Like this has killed, I, this has killed people. And I know two people that actually caught it. They beat it, but they caught it. So I know two people who've been through it, but it's still like, bro, like, and the wild part is, even though they had it already, they're still susceptible to it again. Right. Like, and, and people are like, oh, well, you know, there's no way life can continue without a cure. I'm like, well, swine flu killed like 60,000 people, 70,000 people in about a year. And, and, and 1.2 billion people got infected in the entire world in one year with swine flu. So, I mean, and, you know, back then they probably underreported the deaths anyway back then. But they're still probably underreporting them now. But then they're also adding deaths that aren't from 100% the COVID shit. They're reporting them as COVID deaths. And I know people who work at hospitals who told me that. Like, I don't think this person died from that. They caught it, but they had other, like, very, very terrible conditions, like, like you know, late-stage cancer and late-stage this and that and all this other stuff that fucks your immune system up. And it just helps, and it helps lead, you know, lead you down a probably quicker path especially if you don't take the precautions. There's a lot of things you can do to actually fight against it. And I don't think people understand that this is something you actually can fight against and be proactive to fight against it. But they'll never tell you that because they want you to get a vaccine, want you to get a cure. 
stuff like that. There's other things you can use, but that's how it works. It's profitable now because the moment a cure comes out or a drug comes out that can, you know, uh, make things easier on you or a vaccine comes out and you got to pay to get the vaccine or it's a mandatory vaccine. I don't think I want a mandatory vaccine. Hey, man, if they make it mandatory at that point, you know something's up. It don't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. So I, I guess it, it, that, that's the thing with this whole thing, man. Is it's the world is showing its 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 ass right now. That's how I look at it. The world is showing its ass right now. That's what it is, and and it's cool. It's, it's cool, man. Like at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm healthy. Um, you know, my daughter's healthy. Uh, her mom is healthy. Um, my mom is healthy. Uh, my grandfather's healthy. My 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 brothers, you know, my my boys, my my squad is healthy. Everybody I fuck with is healthy. And at the end of the day, we gotta continue living life. Life don't stop because of a virus. And that's kind of where I'm at with it now. You know, like we got we gotta protect ourselves, be a little safer, be you know. But we was always clean. Like, I'm I'm not, you know. They first it was first it was if you gotta wash your hands. You don't, you don't wash your hands, stay safe. Then it was we don't need masks. Then it's oh well, now we need masks. Make sure you stand, you know, you don't hear about hand sanitizing and disinfecting shit as much as you did before. Now it's wearing a mask. Now it's staying home. So it's staying home at all, yeah. You know, it's 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 like is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Which one is it? <laughs> Which one is it? Like you gotta tell me something. That's why I was like, I just I was like, yo, like I go out when I need to go out. Um I'm not like I don't like staying at the house as much as I do, but uh, you know. It is what it is. I still got things I need to do. Some things I gotta work work on for myself and and make happen. So you know, life don't stop, and that's why I feel like with sports, you might as well bring sports back. At this point, like let people go out there and do like. Because my thing is, if that contagious, first of all, it only lives on surfaces for three days if you don't disinfect it and take care of it, right? And it only lingers in the air for like two to three hours. All right. So it's possible anybody can get it. Anybody can catch it. You keep spreading it, keep spreading it, keep spreading it. If you disinfected the entire arenas and disinfected these places that they're going to be at. It's like some professional sanitary crews. You know, that do this for a living. Right. Like, but, And then my thing is, if you did all that, where would it come from? What would be the risk? Where would you get it? If everybody gets tested for it and everybody's negative and you're not going anywhere amongst a whole bunch of people and you're all closed off and you have everything closed off with you, what what's the risk of that yeah where's it getting in you've disinfected everything everybody's safe everybody don't you know test the negative it's not there so then what so i say it, it just it, it's just you know it's just bullshit man it's just i like a lot of things that i feel like I feel like for the for the for the media, I think there's a lot of things that people could do, but they're not going to do it because I think they feel like if they do them or say that they can bring this back, that people will automatically assume they can just go out and live their lives. So they have to kind of pace themselves, and with with saying, "Oh yeah, we're bringing you know, we're bringing basketball back," and a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, they're bringing NBA back? Well, fuck it, I can go outside now. I can go do this. I can do that. They're doing that." So I think they're just being patient. But I think by June, um, like early June ish, plan will be. We'll already know the plan and probably through uh you know middle of june through like late july is when they'll do it and then the draft the nba draft is like being pushed back to about like late august september so they already have a plan in motion they yeah. just ain't announced it yet they just already they ain't announced it yet 
Like, they know what they want to do. They already know what they're going to do. Exactly. All you got to do, do is announce it. And once they announce it, you know, then... But the fact that they think that people, just because they had the leaks coming back, they just start going outside and going to the beach and, you know, barbecuing and shit, that just shows how stupid people are. Yeah. That's just... It's, that's the crazy part to me, bro. Like, this is the crazy part of this shit to me. Like... Mm. Like, just... People are stupid, and they know people are stupid, so they take advantage of it. That's all it is. So, it is what it is, man. <laughs> like, that's how I feel with this. Like, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Like life, life is what it is. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna try to keep living as much as I can. Hey, and, uh, you know, stay. I'm. I, I don't mind staying in the house. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't played my PS4 or my Nintendo Switch that much. Uh, before, because I was always out and about, I didn't really? get real, real acquainted with, <laughs> with this with this shit now. Real acquainted with these shits right now. I got the switcher right now on the PS4 right right now. So, you know what I mean? Like I'm just you ready, bro? You ready? <laughs> yeah, like like the moment they said, you know, stay in the uh, stay in the house or stay in the crib. I was like, all right, bet. This ain't a problem. I got all the entertainment I need right in front of me. Yeah, like that, man. Like that's that's a bet for me. That's a bet to me. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm good, man. I got like if basketball ain't ain't back. I got 2K. Football ain't back. I got Madden. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. shit, I, even got, I even got bowling. I even got bowling games on the Switch and shit. Like, if I want some sports, nigga, I got I got plenty of sports to bowl with. So shit, like Meek said, we I got options. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, I, I like life is crazy though. Life is crazy right now. It's, it's different. I'm, it's different, but it's, it's it's the new normal, as they say. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't never. You know, it. it I don't think it'll ever be back to normal for a while, and I don't even think we'll even want to go back to normal once we. Everybody's gonna be nervous to go back. So. Yeah. Um, you know. This podcast I listen to called The Read. And it's um Kid Fury and Crystal on it, Crystal West. She tweeted oh, out yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah, she tweeted out the other day. She was like, When we're living in pre Rona and post Rona, that's how life is now. It's crazy. And I was like, That's really exactly what it is, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 wild, man. It's, life is life is wild, man. <laughs> life is wild right now. But you know, it is what it is. I like I, I ain't tripping, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear that everybody, your family, everybody that you love and is close to is doing well. I'm happy to hear that you're doing well. You know, our bulls are doing well. You know, that's what, what else can you ask for? Exactly, man. Exactly. And same for, you know what I'm saying? Like, same with with you. You know what I mean? Like, I hope everybody's good on your end, too, man. Like, everybody, if everybody's good, then that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody's good, that's, that's what matters the most. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast tonight. Um, you know, you got anything else you want to add before we get up out of here? Uh, man, uh, not 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 really, man. I just, I I got a new I got a new album about to drop, uh, Tuesday. Uh, it's called Free Yourself Two. Um, I got okay. my whole my whole squad, my whole DAR League squad. I got a whole crew, crew uh, of my brothers and stuff that I that I'm, I'm moving with right now, making music. They just dropped a whole bunch of stuff. Check out my man Shaq as Apollo, the homie J Page, the legend. Um, you know, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, the whole crew is moving, man. They making 
we making hits. We got we got we got projects back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Like we just flooding flooding stuff right now because it's this quarantine. So we making quarantine music right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I started recording. You know, recording and editing my stuff and mixing my stuff down too. So, uh, okay. you know, allow myself to pick up a little engineering. Uh, you know, a little bit of engineering stuff. But uh, yeah, man. So that's just pretty much it, man. Right now, I'm working on this book. Um, I was going. It was supposed to be out uh, May 31st, but I'll probably push it back to like late June, early July. I'm kind of trying to wait to kind of get everything the, you know, down. You know, yeah, get everything finished. And I thought I don't. I can't find the right cover, so I don't want to rush it. <laughs> um, so I feel I like I write the cover for it. So once I get the cover for it, uh, uh, I'll put the official date out there, and then I got um, you know, I'm working on scripts right now and trying to get those things rolling. So I'm I got a lot of stuff on. I'm working on putting in motion and, and I, I still, I, I got my own podcast joint, you know, that I still do from time to time. It's been mostly wrestling and sports right now, but you know, I got a couple girls that want to talk relationships and dating and marriage and shit. So uh, I'm about to expand that a little bit too. It's like make, making, making as much of my time as I can while I, you know, I got it. Cause like I said, once they open everything back up, hey man, I'm out. So open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out. Oh, that's dope, man. Uh, you know, you always welcome to come back on the show. You know, we love having you on. And, uh, you know, hope everything keeps going for you. Hey, man, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's it's, it's, it's always dope when y'all have me on. And I get to talk with y'all, man, because y'all, y'all, you know, 100% y'all some, y'all some real folks, man. And shout yeah, out we- to Dre. Shout out to Dre, too. I know he had to go do his, you know, his dad life thing, so I respect it. Man, I respect it even more, man. Love my guys. Uh, yeah, for know. sure. No people. So this has been the Cordon Sources Podcast. You can check us out on pretty much all the streaming platforms. Um, we got another show coming out next week. I want to say next week on Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday. We're still talking about it. Because we're going to recap the um, the newest episodes of the Kobe feature and the uh, Last Dance doc. So keep a lookout for that. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it up with y'all. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.